So I'm sitting on a on the corner of an air mattress. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, my laptop way, way, way in front of me, down at about ankle height on a Sterilite tub that's holding some stuff we haven't unpacked yet. Good. And my mic is precariously balancing on my legs on top of an iPad mini. So we're going to see how this goes. But my daughter wasn't asleep yet, and she cannot deal with me being on a different floor than her in the new house. Why? It's scary, man. It's terrifying. It's an excuse to get out of bed is what it is. Howdy, it's Saturday, July 22nd, 2023, and this is episode 207 of Do For A Win at the Atlantic City Podcast. I'm Kyle Laskin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Data. So much data. We've got May data, June data, quarterly data, all totally ready to go in the agenda. I mean, it, it actually was, but the marketing department told us that we had to make that pitch rate only. It was the only way we could make our numbers for the quarter, so... All right, now that we've lost half the listeners... 25% who heard me say that it was going to be an all-data episode and immediately turned off, and 25% who got really excited about just an all-data episode, and then you said it was going to be Patreon only. Now we can go forward with our actually no-data episode that we don't have because... We just didn't do it. I am not prepared. One thing I came out of my industry-leading relocation leave mm-hmm. without is any preparation skills at all for the podcast. And I didn't even consider that we hadn't done it because I was literally sitting around for an hour before this, so I could have easily put the data <laughs> together. But it, it wasn't until we got on the call that you're like, oh, crap, the data. I know. It's, it was an item in the agenda. And then I was looking at it like, I never actually did anything with that. Amazing. Anyways, always once never. Always once never. That's prepared. Yeah, it's an interesting one. So I, I can read it, even though, as always, you've prepared it. The category is silly themed restaurants. You love these places. Your three choices are Margaritaville at resorts. Does this also include like Landshark? If you make it the always, can you go to Landshark instead? Or is it only Margaritaville proper? I think it's got to be Margaritaville proper. You can't go across the boardwalk? Yeah, Landshark is a little too adjacent to the theme. Uh I don't think it's fully themed. I'm not having it. Okay, so the second one is the Hard Rock Cafe at the Hard Rock Casino, Atlantic City. And then third, last but certainly not least, the Rainforest Cafe on the boardwalk, which was in Trump Plaza, but now is just in the empty husk that was Trump Plaza. How is it still there? Has anyone ever gone? I don't believe so. I I don't fully understand. Hey, before the water park opened, that was the only family attraction in Atlantic City. (laughs) Like, I feel like I went (laughs) once to like the one in Towson Town Center growing up or something, and it was like not a good experience. And I'm like, don't need to do that again. It's right in my wheelhouse. I should like it. I like themed things, so this is a great category for me. I was just there. Is there still one in in MGM Grand? Oh, I don't know. I remember it used to be, like, right down the escalator. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it. It might be gone. Yeah, maybe. Because I was just in MGM Grand when we were in Vegas. So my real question with this Always Once Never is, how are you possibly going to pick which one of these to yeet into the ocean? It's impossible. I mean, the question is... I love them all so much. I don't know if I've been to any of them in these locations. I've definitely been to Margaritaville in Flamingo. Yes. I've definitely been to many Hard Rock cafes. I've been to Rainforest Cafe, like, you know, in the wall. 
I don't think I've been to any of these three in Atlantic City. I've walked into the Margarita Villain Resorts and tried to eat there, but I don't think I ever actually have. Yeah, I think I was maybe with you and we didn't get seated. Because it was like post-COVID time and they were social distancing, so there were like three seats at the bar. Hard Rock Cafe I've been to, I think, twice in Hard Rock. And never with me to buy me my meal there that I'm owed. Exactly. And no, I've never been to the Rainforest Cafe on the boardwalk. I've been to at least one Rainforest Cafe. I've been to the one in Mall of America. The infamous ceviche episode. Yes. Yes. Not me, (laughs) my brother. So you don't have a lot of information to go on here, although, you know, you've been to... I've been to all these restaurants. Cafe and a Margaritaville. So I just assume that they're similar. All right. So being yeeted in the ocean absolutely is going to be the Rainforest Cafe. Okay. I mean, it serves no purpose, right? Like, is there any redeeming quality? It's keeping the Trump Plaza legacy alive. Is that a good thing? Maybe this is even easier than the Caesars one last episode. To me, that's like, obviously must be yeeted into the ocean. It's not hurting any existing property by losing it it's not really adding anything to the boardwalk to have a rainforest cafe like yeah get that thing out of here so our meetups at the rainforest cafe right oh that would be awesome (laughs) rainforest cafe their whole racket right is you sell the food and then you exit through the gift shop and the kids like cry until they get some 75 dollar giant stuffed animal right Mm -hmm. that's where all the money is it's in the stuffed animal Right. So moving on, we've yeeted the Rainforest Cafe into the ocean. I'm obviously picking always Hard Rock Cafe. Obviously, I love the Hard Rock Cafe. I've been there multiple times. It's tough to say I would go to any silly-themed restaurant every Atlantic City trip. Like, that feels ridiculous. But if I have to do it, it's the Hard Rock Cafe at Hard Rock. I think, for me, the real tiebreaker between these two is that I would rather go to resorts every trip than Hard Rock, honestly. That's a good point. So I'll probably say always for Margaritaville. I feel like, and you know, I haven't been for 12 years or something, but I think I got nachos at Margaritaville in Vegas and they were like totally acceptable. Uh, unlike my experience at the Land Shark in Atlantic City where the fish tacos I got were completely unacceptable. Yeah, I could go in, grab some nachos or have a beer every trip. That would be fine. I, like I said, I just don't really want to go to Hard Rock every trip in a way that like resorts would be more acceptable to me. So that's the real tiebreaker. Hard Rock, I feel like it's slower. It'll take me longer to get in and out of. That's probably true. Hard Rock, I will say, has a surprisingly decent breakfast. They have a menu that changes somewhat. I have no idea if Margaritaville's does. But they've introduced the Messy Burger, Lionel Messi, as a uh-huh. celebrity guest whatever. they have. He now has a chicken sandwich. Another plus side of Margaritaville, our buddy Dave will go with me anytime I, I suggest it. That's so. a good point. Yeah. I like going to Hard Rock Center Bar, but that doesn't count as going to the cafe, no. right? Like, it's no, part no, no. of the Hard Rock Cafe. But can you just go to Margaritaville and get some slushy, gross get drink and count it? Yeah. Can I, I go so. get a hurricane at the Hard Rock Cafe and count it? I actually think the Hard Rock Signature Whatever Burger, as ridiculously large as it is, is, like, surprisingly decent. I will defend Hard Rock Cafe to the death, Kyle. So you're going Margaritaville always. Hard Rock once, which you probably don't even really need to go to Hard Rock once, right? I don't don't really want to, no. I I will go once, and that's only to collect my my bet with you. Oh, good point. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. And Rainforest Cafe into the ocean. I'm going Hard Rock always. No hesitation Uh at all. I would gladly go to Hard Rock always. Margaritaville once, and again, don't need to go. And Rainforest Cafe into the ocean. Would you even hesitate to yeet any of these three into the ocean? 
If you, if you had the option no. to just yeet all three of them into the ocean, would you just say, let's get rid of it? If there was two decent restaurants on this list and, you know, <laughs> any of these three, I would not hesitate to yeet them into the ocean. Despite me not going to any of the three of these in Atlantic City. Right. I feel the need to point out that there used to be a Planet Hollywood at Caesars and an all-star cafe. Does that still exist? That was like Tosh. huge when I was in high school, but I don't feel like I've seen anything about a Planet Hollywood in, in years. I think it burned bright and then flamed out. I think there are a few Planet Hollywoods left. All-star cafe, I think, just absolutely like barely even existed. Uh-huh. The last time I was in Times Square in New York, there was still signage inside a door that's like upstairs to the all-star cafe like a very faded sign <laughs> and i was like oh my god this is like 30 <laughs> years old there's no way this thing lasted more than six months i do love that at, at one point the taj had both a hard rock cafe and an all-star cafe incredible while trump plaza had a rainforest cafe i don't know if all those three things existed Donald at trump the same just time knows what the people like he does and he was right about Rainforest Cafe. It's outlasted even him in Atlantic City. Who else that's built a casino has been president? Obviously, he's doing something right. That's true. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. So, you were in the Poconos. I did go to the Poconos. Did you go to the casinos in the Poconos? I didn't. I went to a very family resort, and I'll withhold the name of it, because I'm going to talk about something which I suspect is illegal. <laughs> but they run a very popular event called horse racing. But it's not real horse racing. And they fill the place. I mean, they have a big, they call it a nightclub, but it's basically like theater seating with a stage. And it is packed for horse racing. And what it actually is, is they have six huge, not huge, they're like four feet tall, wooden horse heads that look like chess pieces, basically. Mm -hmm. A flat horse head tacked onto a two by four. Sure. Painted in different colors with numbers on a big grid so there's six lanes one for each horse and there's maybe 20 spots that they have to get across to run the race and they do five races a night in this thing it takes like two hours to run these five races it's ridiculous wait why does it take so long i'll tell you okay for every race they have to give everyone enough time to go place their bets and it's actual bets and the way they do it is each bet is a dollar but you can bet however many dollars you want on any horse and so all they do is they take the number of bets placed on each horse and divide that into the total to come up with the odds for that horse. Okay. A long shot will be like nine to one or something. And then mm -hmm. the favorite will be four to one. And basically it just works out where all the money's getting paid out to people. So they don't take a, uh, a cut. I believe not. I think the math works That's out. That's probably what makes it legal. Right. But... It gets crazy though. So, so then they roll three dice, and every time a horse's number shows up, they move one space, at least in the first race. And they change the races slightly. It doesn't matter that much. It, it's a fun little game. So if your horse wins, you take your little ticket that you got, and you go up mm -hmm. and you get whatever the payout is. And so that process takes like 10 or 15 minutes before they can even open up the betting again for the next race. So that's why it takes forever to do five races. Mm -hmm. They, they mix it up slightly, like one at, for the second race, they put a, a hurdle at the end, which means you have to get doubles to finish the race, so you can get all the way to the end, but then you can't actually jump into the finish until two of the three dice land on your horse. They do one where it's only two dice, and like one of the dice selects the number of the horse, and the other dice says how many they move. Where it gets crazy is the fifth race. 
they auction off each horse. And I thought it was going to be like, oh, you know, you get to take home this stupid wooden horse at the end of the trip. And that's cool. You get a funny souvenir. And they just make more of these wooden horses that would take somebody 10 minutes to, to cut out and make. But no, no, they're very clear. You do not get to keep your horse. That's too valuable a thing at this resort. So what you're betting on is if your horse that you've won the auction for wins, you win the entire pool of auction money from the other five horses plus your bet back. So I was thinking, okay, you know, these horses are going to go for like 100 bucks, 150 bucks. They were going for $17,000, (laughs) $15,000. So the winner of the final race got their bet back plus maybe $75 or $8,000, or $8,000. It was insane, the numbers that people were throwing out there. And not only that, you had to go up before the race started and give them cash dollars for your horse. So people are like planning for this, coming to this resort. Like I need to make sure I have two grand in cash on me because I gotta, I gotta win this horse. This is like totally insane. But it took forever to auction off the horses. I didn't even see who won because I was like, I can't sit through this whole thing. It took forever. But I just thought that that was entirely crazy. I had to come talk about it because it's just such unexpected <laughs> gambling. Nuts. I love that it's called horse racing too. It is great. It's like old NES games where they had like baseball and golf. Yeah. I mean, the the thing that I I came away with was like, if you want to set up an underground gambling ring, this is Mm -hmm. a great place to start. The rules are incredibly simple. You just take a little vague on the, I mean, I would never recommend anyone do this, but, but it was very fun. It was interesting. Are you going back next week on what a horse racing night? I'm not. I did give each kid a dollar to bet on a few races. Let me tell you, when neither of their horse won that first race, Meltdown City. Just absolutely lost it. And then my daughter won the second race and my son didn't, and she was absolutely rubbing it in his face. And she got five dollars. So like I obviously gave her the dollar, but then I was like, You can have the five dollars and then the whole rest of the trip she was like, I wanna buy this with my five dollars. I earned that five dollars. <laughs> like you didn't earn shit. Uh, So that caused a bunch of fights. So really just great parenting all around, I think. Like, first of all, taking them to this event, giving them money to gamble with, getting mad at them when they wanted to use that money. It was perfect. It was everything you could ever want. Every time you, you know, hit a royal invariably and take me to dinner, I'm going to be like, you're not taking me to dinner. You didn't earn shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So that was that was my unexpected gambling. I thought it was a very interesting game. I thought it was very funny. I could play it with my kids at home. I could just make up a board at home with yeah, six chess pieces. I mean, night. I guess I would need multiple chess boards. But yeah, just uh, pick out some different, like, sorry pieces or whatever and say these are the horses. It'd be great. Nope, sounds good. So we're going to Atlantic City. Yeah, to go do some very expected gambling. Uh-huh. Last episode, we did not have much of a plan. We knew we are getting there Thursday, August 3rd. Mm-hmm. Is anyone actually staying Friday night? I mean, I'm the one who tossed out that if it's just going to be me and you, and if we're going to have to pay, for me, I'd rather just go not in the summer and not have to pay for a room. I mean, I could get Gold Nugget for free, but I don't really want to. Yeah, so I went ahead and booked Tropicana Thursday and Friday night. So I have that booked. I have a rental car for a reasonable price that doesn't have to be back until Saturday, although I do have to leave at like nine at the absolute latest on Saturday. Solo night, man. You always say you want to do it so bad. I've done it before, and I would consider doing it again. I mean, my initial reaction when you said the price is creeping up, I probably just wouldn't stay, was like, screw that. I've got a room. I've got parental permission. Like, I am just staying. (laughs) Your parents are letting you go? Not parental permission. (laughs) Wow, that sounds bad. Spousal permission. 
even though the room is, you know, 200 bucks because I'm a lowly gold member and have to pay resort mm-hmm. fees, so a 130 in quotes room at Tropicana is actually 200, 200 something bucks, for, right? for the night. But, you know, it's hard to argue with the logic that anything I want to do on Friday night, like, is it really worth an extra $200 to do that? I'm still leaning towards staying. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I think. My only thing is I'm out a lot of weekends in a row. See, I'm I'm solo with the kids right now, so I feel like I've earned uh-huh. it, ignoring all my previous, like, I went to Vegas this year. Like, I haven't earned shit, but I'm still mm-hmm. going to claim, a, much like Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm still going to claim it. I could see myself going back like late Friday because I really want to mm. go to the hook. So if I'm solo, that would be an obvious obvious time to do it. Yep. The problem is the hook is something that you should have drinks in you for. I don't know. You've been to shows like that more than I have. So is drinking a necessary part? I don't think I'm going to enjoy it that much like Stone Cold Sober, I have you to go say. Thursday night? I mean, didn't you say Dave kind of wanted to go too or... He would go? He would go, but he was Uh not excited about it. Ah, I see, I see. And if it's our only night there, like, eh, do I really want to just ditch the whole group and go to the hook? Mm -hmm. I could always just go next trip. True. Do you have a hotel booked or no? No. You could have booked when Tropicana was like 50 bucks on Friday night, but, you know, Uh nope. Nope. You know me. I don't book until the week of anyway. My guess is that the prices will come back down. My theory, based on no evidence at all, is that the prices gradually go up throughout the week and then come down on Monday. Mm-hmm. No data would support it, but that's my theory, so I wonder if yeah. we'll see better rates on Monday. Yeah, we'll take a look. Week of, I think, also typically is what where we see things yeah. go comp, but you know, it can go the opposite direction in the summer also. It can get a lot more expensive the week of as well. Yes, so we'll see what happens with that. Where do you want to stay? Will you just stay wherever I stay, or are you going to stay at resorts? Well, where do you want to stay? I'm at Tropicana right now. If Caesars gets down to the price that I'm currently paying for Tropicana, I would switch to Caesars, but I'll almost certainly end up at Tropicana or I was Caesars. thinking resorts. I mean, I haven't stayed at resorts in, in quite a while. If it's going to be one night, it's going to be resorts. If I decide to stay two nights, it'll be at a Caesars property almost certainly because me staying two nights probably means that I got a comp at a Caesars property. Well, if you do resorts, Dave and I can both get Ocean. Right. And then move down to Trop. Yeah, which sounds kind of annoying, but yeah, less annoying than being like way down at Trop if other people if me are. and Dave are at <laughs> yeah. Ocean at Resorts. I mean, I'm sure I could get Resorts too, or uh, Ocean too, but... But you don't like Ocean? No, I don't like Ocean. Even if Dave and I were both at Ocean, would you still stay at Resorts? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, it's... Not that close. Five-minute walk. It's longer than five minutes. <laughs> it's down past Showboat and Hard Rock. Okay, it's a ten-minute walk. Yeah, it's a ten-minute walk. It's like an eight-minute walk, maybe. I don't believe you. I'm glad we've figured out absolutely nothing about hotels. That's right. I mean, have you ever met me? Many times. So this is not surprising at all. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's talk meetup because we have plenty <laughs> of notice. This will get out at least a full week, which gives everyone plenty of time to book, to change their bookings. I know somebody hinted that maybe they booked Friday night at Ocean on the mm-hmm. off chance. So I think definitely not Friday night. Yeah, it's not going to be Friday night. It'll be... Thursday night. So what I pitched to you, okay, inspired by Matt Bridger's Bridger Across America, what he did was he had a huge list of all the casinos he was going to be at for the trip and then said, look, I'm just going to be at the Central Casino Bar at this these places at 830 every night. Uh-huh. So if you want to meet me, you got to be there at 830. If you miss it, you miss it. So I think that's not a bad way to do it. Instead of trying to schedule a big meetup and like get everybody one place, just pick a bar 
announce it on this podcast and on the social medias mm-hmm. and say, we're going to be there at 8 or 8.30 on Thursday night, August 3rd. If you want to come say hi, we will buy you a beer. Yeah. Because that's, that's your qualification for a meetup, right? That you specifically have bought a listener a beer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll buy you a beer. I guess it would be good to know if like someone's coming, but there's like no real need to RSVP. The question is, what is the perfect bar to do this at? When we have no idea where we're staying. Right. I mean, the obvious places would be someplace central, like Caesars, even resorts, like Bar One at resorts where you previously got COVID. I did get COVID at Bar One, didn't I? So let's not do that. Okay. Margaritaville. (laughs) I was really itching to suggest the Horse Dive Bar at Caesars, but I'm told it's very small. And when we're meeting will be like right before a showtime where it Mm -hmm. will get very crowded because apparently that's what you walk through to give them your tickets to go into the show. So I don't think that would really work. We've never really done Toga Bar at Caesars at all. We could do that. Seems bad. Why don't we just do like Mountain Bar or Saloon or whatever it's called instead in Wild Wild West? Isn't that just better? I mean, or we could do somewhere off strip or whatever, off property. My concern about off property is it's going to be harder to get people to go there. I thought you just pitched like, we're going to be here at 830. Meet us or don't. Steel Pier Pub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could have a, if it's, if it's supposed to be nice, I could do Steel Pier Pub. The little bar kiosk outside of the Steel Pier next to the pizza place. Oh yeah. Get a slice of pizza. That'd be great. Should we do it? Should we say Steel Pier Pub? It's right on the boardwalk. It's it's so easy. And it's a reasonable enough size that you could find us, presumably. And it would be fun to go have a drink outside if it's not 1,000 degrees, which it shouldn't be at 8 p.m. Plan for that tentatively, and we'll we'll try to get the word out if uh, something changes, either at our Facebook group or on Twitter. 8 p.m.? Steel Pier Pub at 8 p.m.? Let's do it. Thursday night, Steel Pier Pub. We just it means we're gonna have to have an early dinner. Can you handle that? I know you're always dragging your feet about dinner, and I'm always like ready to eat at four thirty. You're like a retiree. You eat. Like, I mean, I, my I pretty eat. much am. I'm on that schedule. What I was going to pitch to you for dinner was to attempt the knife and fork happy hour, which I think might be tough. Happy hour is four to five, and it opens at four. Correct. Yes. So do you have to like line up? I guess before it opens. Like, if we get there at three thirty, will we get in? I don't know. I have no idea. We need to ask Amy. We do. I mean, I would like to know if lining up is the normal thing to do. Uh, I'm not against it. Yeah. Get some lobster thermidor. I'd also like to pop over to Good Dog Bar if we're over Oh, yeah. If we're down there, we could go afterwards. Yeah. Or we could attempt knife and fork. And if it doesn't work out, just go to Good Dog Bar and eat there. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay. That's a plan. Because those are both in the the same area down south. I did look at reservations at knife and fork because I was like, well, we could just reserve a table. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. Happy hour. Yeah. There's no reservations available between six and eight. They do have like 5.30, 5.45, which I know is right in your wheelhouse and you would love. Is. But but I don't want that. I just want to eat apps. Half-price apps. Let's try it. I think Knife and Fork and Good Dog is a great plan. You know me. I always want to go to Beer Garden by Trop. So if I stay at Trop, that'll obviously happen. Will we make that happen even if none of us are staying at Trop? I mean, it's it certainly happened in the past, I feel like, when none of us stayed at Trop. It's true. It's a little tougher if we're also doing Happy Hour Good dog so bar. We, we could do meet up there, but is it open at eight o'clock? I feel like I that so. closes down so early. I think Steel Pier Pub is a better meet up spot. Yeah, okay. It's more let's central. Do, let's do Steel Pier Pub. Yeah. So stuff I definitely want to do, like I said, the hook at Caesars, which I had down as like 100% this trip, I am going to do it. And now I'm wavering because uh-huh. of the Thursday, Friday thing. 
So the shows are both night 7 and 9 p.m. Tickets start at $68. You can get premium seats, but I don't know why I'd pay for that, especially if I'm going solo. It's just a question of, like, if that's the thing I'm staying for, is that worth an extra $200? Maybe. I mean, I get another Maybe. night of gambling also in that $200. I get another night away from the kids. Yeah. Oh, I saw, by the way, I was looking at hotels just in Philadelphia. It's, like, same price to stay in Philadelphia as in Atlantic City, so you can always go to the Bellevue or whatever. Oh, that's true. So, what is anything that you have to do this trip? Adidas outlet? Gamble. Is there anything you want to make sure you play? Anything that you're missing? Tiles. Penny slots? <laughs> I think what I, I need to make my rule, I could put a $100, a single $100 bill into a penny slot every day of the trip. Yeah, that's not bad. And that's going to be the beginning and end of my penny slots. I think $100 a day is a reasonable budget for penny slots. At what you're spinning, do you think you'd be better off at, like, dimes doing 25 spin lines instead of like pennies doing 250 lines or whatever it is that you do i don't i don't think so isn't isn't more lines like slightly better for you because they give you like the jackpots if you do the max bet or whatever well if you are doing dimes on some of the games it increases like the minor and mini and whatever bonuses mm. so it really depends on the game i think i see yeah no i'd rather just do 250 lines of pennies personally but here's the real question mm -hmm. if i'm solo friday night what all could i do last time i was solo for a night i did you did lucky snake right you dropped me off at little water distillery mm -hmm. i got nice and buzzed walked the very short walk to showboat to go to lucky snake played some arcade games and then walked all the way down the boardwalk and then hopped off the boardwalk to tony's baltimore grill that Ooh. was an excellent that's, Atlantic City That sounds City like, day. yeah, for, for you, that's like the three things you want the most. Yeah, so I mean, I don't want to totally replicate that thing. I mean, I do want to go back to Lucky Snake. I like it. I would love to just poke my head into the water park and yeah. see it, but obviously oh, no, I'm not going to pay gonna be like, $90 to like the dude at, at Cosmo was to me when I'm like, can I see the pool? And he's like, no, you pay the cover or you don't see it. <laughs> Who is that? I don't remember that story at all. Not Cosmo. Circa. And we're like, oh, the stadium swim, can we like look at it from a distance? And he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> like you pay the whatever, 30 or $40 or whatever. That's insane. Or, or you don't. Clearly I need to be calling in all my connections to be like, look, <laughs> I need a press pass to yeah. the water park. Just show up in a bathing suit. And they're like, you said you only needed to look at the water park and just start running. Can you catch me before I'm in a water slide? Let's find out. You need, like, one of the press vests from War Zones. Yeah, exactly. And your bathing suit. That's what you'll be wearing. Sounds good. I could go to Ton Tavern solo. If we were going to be in, like, Caesars, that would be a good a good spot to do the meetup to. Or, or Wincraft, maybe. Nobody's going out there for a meetup. So? I, d I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you pitched me on the idea of, like, setting a time and being like, you make it or you don't, and I don't care. And then you're hedging. All right. You know what won't be on our list? The Piccalilli. Because it's closed. Right. I think we've gone over this already. <laughs> but something is replacing it. Supposedly next month, King's Pub. I mean, we are getting there next month. Do you think that next month means in the first three days? Right. I, I don't think so. I'll link to an article by Selena Vasquez in the Press of Atlantic City that says, two people bought it, city residents, hmm? a 40-year-old and a 32-year-old. Bought it for $410,000. So they're working on it now. They say people are constantly coming in and saying, hey, what's going on here? Because obviously, you know, they loved the pick. Right. Apparently they're talking about better 
pub fair than your typical pub. I mean, Pick had better pub fair pub fair than your typical pub. That's true. Uh, so one of the new owners said they will have more handmade bar food, more focused on the experience and the details and the customer service. A majority of the places in Atlantic City doing bar food are just putting the Cisco products in the fryer and serving it to their guests, which, I mean, I'm sure that's true. I mean, I'm sure it's 100% true. I have worked at a restaurant as well. I put many a Cisco product into a deep fryer. <laughs> yeah, so I'm interested to see what that is. It is funny to talk about, you know, more focused on the experience when I think of Piccadilly as just a cinder block cube. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much experience can you really have at the pick? Surely not more than the pick had. That was an amazing right. experience. I agree. Well, we'll see. I'm excited. I mean, we'll see what, what happens. I'm sad that pick is gone, but happy is reopening. I'll be the first in line when it when it opens. Drop everything we're doing yep. and make sure we are there. Leave the line right when we're at the front for knife and fork happy hour. <laughs> Go straight to the King's Pub. Oh, mid to late August opening. It'll have to be in our, our fall trip. I don't know how you feel about this, but they're saying that they're going to replace the numerous Bud Light, Paps Blue Ribbon, and other neon signs with new lighting. Uh, I mean, it's hard for me to envision what it's going to look like until it's it's there. So the pick had a certain ambiance, and I'll be sad if they change it too much. I think it's going to be changed a lot. I don't see how oh. you can open a place that just looks like the pick, and they're like, no, On there's the nice other hand, It's a cinder block cube. Like, what can you really do to it? Paint it. I mean, that's fine. Change the bar slightly. But they can't. The bar was perfect. It was a good bar. Like, you can't lay it out better than that. So that's Piccadilly. We have show details. These shows are already happening. All right. I said I want to go to The Hook, but do I have to stay until Sunday to go to one of these shows? Do you Have you seen anything about these shows? I have certainly have gotten plenty of emails about Disco Inferno at resorts, <laughs> which there's nothing I'm less interested in. Oh my goodness. Why don't you tell us about Disco Inferno then? Featuring the music of the Bee Gees, Donna Summer, Michael Jackson, Gloria Gaynor, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Anita Ward, ABBA, Barry White, plus many more. Uh, this started June 25th, and tickets are allegedly 29 or $39, though, judging by my email, you can get them for free pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that both of these shows, this one and one we'll talk about in a second at Hard Rock, are serving up a lot of comp tickets. Uh, well, Hard Rock doesn't even send me emails, so <laughs> they don't give me anything. I'm surprised I haven't gotten an email from Hard Rock about this. I saw it on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it was like starting June 18th, and it's like, this has already happened. What is this? It's a variety show, Euphoria, at Hard Rock. The tagline is Song, Dance, Mysteries. Ooh. I don't know what they're going for here. It's Sundays at 4 p.m., which seems like a oh, weird time. What a great, great time for a show. <laughs> Tickets are also $29. Uh, they say it's going to be every Sunday, but for right now, I think the last Sunday that you can buy tickets for is September 17th. Disco Inferno, you can buy tickets all the way through October. They're all in on Disco Inferno. This is going to be a permanent fixture of resorts in Atlantic City. I don't know. It's interesting. Like it's interest- I've always sort of thought like Sunday seemed like such a weird dead zone. And so it's interesting to see casinos lean in on this on a day where you think most people are leaving town especially into the fall. Like, I'm really interested to see how long these things last into the fall, or is it going to get to, like, you know, September 20th, and they're going to be like, oh, no, nobody's going to these things. I have no interest in either show. Like, I can't None. imagine go- even free tickets. No. Like, I would not go to Disco Inferno. I have no idea what Euphoria is. Maybe with free tickets I'd go? I don't know. It's mysteries. That's what the mystery is, is you have no idea what the hell it is. So, I mean, what we're going to actually do is ditch our meetup and go to Burlesque at Borgrit. Oh, that sounds like a good plan. 
All right. Done. Speaking of something that constantly gives out free tickets. Yeah. I get I that certainly email. get a lot of emails from them. Every week, like clockwork. <laughs> Do you want to go to burlesque this week? No. I've never taken you up on this offer. I've taken them up on the offer. It was fun. Any other thoughts on those shows? Nope. Does it radically alter your trip plans knowing that these shows exist? <laughs> yeah. I canceled my, my trip. I'm going to go only for a day trip on Sunday instead. I'm really glad that we got so much more planning done this episode because this is probably the last episode before we actually go to Atlantic City. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have to have our special Patreon episode to talk about the data. That's true. we don't have set up now. So You know, I pitched in episode 201 that we should just do it quarterly, and now I'm sneakily <laughs> manipulating the agenda. Right. We'll see. I-, I will try to put the data together for, for next episode, whenever that may be. Maybe we can do it before our trip. Ooh, that sounds hard. You think? I can do early in the week, probably, that week. Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I guess if it's Wednesday, it's not going to get posted, so there's no point. I mean, it's not like the data needs to get out before we're in Atlanta. Oh, the City. data needs to get out. It does. It's banging down the doors to escape. It does. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. If you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for win. Find all of our great content on do for win.com. How's the version 2.0 shirts coming along? They're awesome. They look amazing. Great. I've gotten some prototypes. Meet up. Give, give them out. Yeah. Good. All right. Come to our meetup. Maybe you'll get a shirt. There's no shirts. Just <laughs> to be Craig, clear, there's no shirts. Just <laughs> to Craig on Twitter, do for win or meet Kyle Askin and send Craig questions to do for win at gmail.com. How's our inbox? Two messages that I haven't responded to. Same, oh same two messages. Well, any last words, Craig? I think if this episode hasn't gotten you incredibly, incredibly excited, both for our trip and for Atlantic City as a whole, I mean, I don't know how we can do any better of a job than we just did. So maybe you should find something else to do. Well, if you need me at any time between, you know, Thursday, August 3rd, or Saturday, August 5th, I'll probably just be at the Rainforest Cafe for yes! 36 hours in a row. You got to get that in before it closes. <laughs> before it gets eaten in the ocean. I mean, it's never going to close. If it hasn't closed by now, <laughs> yeah, like, they it's have... It's un- unbelievable that it's open. It's going to outlast like, us all. You walk by it in, like, February, and it, that thing is up and running, and you're like, why is this open? It does not make sense. It's the most confusing thing in Atlantic City. There are a lot of confusing things in Atlantic City. It's pretty confusing. It's number one on the list. Has anyone ever gone there? I've seen a post in one of the Facebook groups from someone saying they had a very enjoyable dinner, I think with children. Reply to Craig if you've been to the Rainforest Cafe on the boardwalk. I feel like we have to go as a joke at some point, but like I'm never going to want to do that. I mean, I would have a beer there. Go sit at the bar at the Rainforest Cafe. Meetup changed. Do they even have a bar? I don't know. Oh, the prices have gone up even more for Friday night, Kyle. Boy. One phenomenon I have to point out before we sign off. Mm -hmm. For me, at the very least, when I check on Chrome, Firefox, any browser, and then I go on the app, the Caesars app, logged in with the same account... It is $40 cheaper that Friday night on the app than it is on the browser. It makes no sense. It lets me book it. I did book my room that way. But I I know 100 episodes ago, I talked about how I would get different rates on Chrome and Firefox. And it would let me book them. And now it seems to be browser versus the app. So if you're Mm -hmm. going to book a not comped room at any Caesars property in Atlantic City, be sure to check the app. I don't have the crap. 
terrible. You costing yourself forty dollars. <laughs> it's fine. That's some resort fees right there. Oh, Caesars yeah. is cheaper than Tropicana now. Tropicana is two hundred thirteen dollars on Friday oh night. Caesars so one ninety six. Yeah, it's too much. So Kyle's not going Friday night. No, but we'll see you all on Thursday night. Yep, at the Steel Pier Pub at what did we say eight? It was it was eight eight p.m. All right. Well, thank you guys very much, and we will maybe see some of you in Atlantic City. I was really into having a meetup, but this episode's not going to get out until like 48 hours before whenever that supposed meetup would be. Right, even though we're not going for two full weeks, basically, to Atlantic City. Oh, no, I guess there will be a full week of notice. Okay, never (laughs) mind. I'm so off on my weeks, like just everything's been such a disaster. Okay, so let's talk meetup because we have plenty (laughs) of notice.